podcast for everyone who plays even when it's very cold and muddy because it's a winter sport and we love that for some reason. Before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands in which we are recording this podcast, in which we play our football. That is today, the lands of the Wurundjeri people. Sovereignty was never ceded and it always was, always will be Aboriginal land. All right. Well, my name is Taryn. I'm your host as always. And joining me as always, the amazing, with a new haircut, Fiona Dutchie Holland. Dutchie, hello. Hello. How, how do you feel? How are you feeling? Can you can On top you- of the world because I've got this bouffant haircut or kind of, is that how it's been styled? Uh, these guys have seen me come straight from the hairdresser and um, I've got hairdresser hair. Feel amazing. <laughs> you do you look amazing Thank feel you. amazing look good feel good play well dress well exactly you know. it'll be all different tomorrow good. night after training it'll all be sweaty and matted against my face but oh well one day of hairdresser hair is good <laughs> joining us today on the podcast well first up we have a returning guest to the podcast we have rocket rocket hello hi everybody Rocket is playing in our State 3 team this season. Do you have any other fun facts about yourself in this little intro section? No. I've been playing for the Yarra Jets. So is this the third year now? Yeah. I think we've been with the Jets and that's it. <laughs> A former Fitzroy friend, as we yeah. as we call them, third year of, yeah. of former Fitzroy friends at the club. <laughs> Joining us also on this podcast for the very first time is our State 2 goalkeeper, Chloe. Hello, Chloe. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Now, Chloe, your association with the club, it goes back a very long way. Tell us about yourself uh, and your involvement at the Jets. So it's been a very long time. I think doing the maths, it's probably been close to a decade that I've been at this club. So almost since it started, um, where, so I'm the eldest of three girls. So one of my middle sisters started with her friends, I want to say when she was in grade three. So came down, watched a few games, was like, oh, this doesn't look too bad. Ended up finishing high school, came, went to a different club in a different part of Melbourne. And then realised that the Jets was probably the best place to go because they were the most welcoming, was close to home. So this is my eighth year, I think, playing in some capacity. And within that, I coach for five years, which not sure if many people realise that Annabelle, who's playing State 2 this year, was in that first ever group that I coached. So... 
pretty awesome. That's very awesome. Who was the unwelcoming club that you went to when you left the jetty? Um, so it was uh, Burundara Eagles in. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> suburbs, um, aka the men's side of the club is called Carey Eagles, and that was the school that I went to. So it was very heavily affiliated. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, unfortunately, like as they were trying to go into the um, NPL, they sort of dissolved quite quickly their state teams. And, yeah, that's how we got a few players to the Jets as well. They are now top of the NPL, I'm sorry to say. So in some capacity, the strategy worked, but they were mean about it, so we hate them. Not really, not really. It was time to move, but nah, a very different club now. Well, we'll jump straight into the recap of the weekend's action. We'll go in chronological order. So State 2 played away at Clifton Hill at 11 a.m., a morning game. It was actually 11, 10 a.m. because we were 10 minutes late because there were some 13-year-old boys that needed the pitch more than us. <laughs> Chloe, it was a 2-1 loss in the end. Take us through the game. So, first of all, I think the change in time did not agree with us. Did not enjoy my usual sleeping, eat a late breakfast, come to the game at 2 o'clock. The 10 o'clock um, arrival time did not really agree with a lot of people I think but um we started uh it was an interesting start because it took until about three minutes before kickoff for us to see more than one of our opposition um so that was quite interesting literally saw one player the whole warm-up <laughs> they didn't warm up we walked over we waited an extra 10 minutes did um much to my dismay, quite a few sprints before the game. And then finally, with about three minutes before kickoff, out walks a team um, onto the pitch. But uh, lately, I think uh, we haven't had the greatest start to our games. Um, starting off pretty sleepily and slow, watching... Um, watching things unfold in front of us uh, was, I think, a good way to describe the first half, would you say, Taryn? Yeah, I think, again, I'm wary of going too much into coach mode. I think we had a, I think we started the game off not very well and then we conceded a goal and that kicked us into gear and we, we started playing exceptionally well and we equalised. And then there was an event that occurred that you're going to talk about that I think tilted us again off our axis. And then in the second half, we were great for the whole 45 minutes. Uh, but I, I, I think I think the loss of a certain player maybe maybe messed with with us just a just a tad. Oh, I was as you were saying, I was like, oh my gosh, what was this key event? I can't remember. But remember now, um, I think about with 20 minutes to half time, um, Lan's very composed on the ball um had like um took a touch and then she went to kick the ball and then sort of looked around at the ref and was like nope I'm going to sit down now and 
she was sort of clutching her calf um, and was like, no, nah, no, nah, this, is, this is not okay. Um, so I think that rattled us all a little bit. Um, Loz and I had a look at each other and, and she just turns and goes, don't catastrophize this. We're going to be fine. <laughs> and I said, I'm not catastrophizing whatsoever. And then the made face of, holy shit, what are we going to do in another 60 minutes of this game? <laughs> so, yeah, really, realistically that took us to half time. Um, so we were, was that, so we were 2-1 down. 2-1 down at half time. Um, the good news is that we drew the second half. Um um, much to our dismay because I think particularly that last 10 to 15 minutes of the second half we started quite well then sort of dropped off a bit but those last 10 to 15 minutes we were splitting players opening up the field having lots of shots Pete had I think three or four shots missing the far posts by not a great margin so that was um a little bit stressful because we were trying to claw it back made I know a lot of us made gut busting runs to try and get the ball and there was a few um sort of ref uh in, just a few interesting calls by the ref um a few cards that could have been handed out for time wasting and um, kicking away balls before um, free kicks. So, yeah, that was, I think, the game in, in short summary. <clears throat> in the words of Jose Mourinho, if I speak, I am in big trouble. <laughs> I prefer to not speak. Uh, I think just hearing that, though, like it sounds like Lance went off and we conceded a goal, is that right, before half time, but then we held them in the second half. So although we'd lost Lance, we did a good job of holding them. They'll be such a big key player out. We, we, we were the better team for 70 minutes. Yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's football. That's football sometimes. Um it, it happens, things go against you. Um, you know, I say this every week and it's true. There are just things you can't control, uh, decisions you can't control. Um, you know, I think the key always, always is learning from that, having that experience, remembering the feeling and knowing how to combat that next time you have that same feeling or that same situation. So, uh you know, one key learning for me as a coach in that situation is if a, a game is starting late, have a ball. You know, we should have been kicking a ball around for that 10 minutes. I didn't know it was going to be late, uh, but that's, you know, that's a that's a learning. Get touches on the ball, make sure we're not lethargic in that first 15 minutes. But now every player's had that experience of being like, God, we were lethargic for the first 15 minutes. And you you learn to be better at it and you learn to not do it again. So that's, you know... Every uh, everyone involved in the team takes something away from it. And again, performance-wise, there's nothing to stress about because performance-wise, it wasn't the issue. It was just 
you know, a few route one goals and that that really strong striker. Um, oh, she was a gun. She was a gun, yeah. She was very, 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 very good uh, central striker for, for Clifton Hill. Um, so, you know, two kind of crappy goals conceded and then just not having luck go our way and that's that's football unfortunately mm-hmm. was the striker young she was, she was probably in her 20s she was she wasn't young oh, okay. yet. she wasn't old you know she, she was in the prime of her life she was in the prime of her life um she did not skip arm day i'll give her that she yes. was, <laughs> <laughs> was Got it. Okay, right. Not the person I was thinking of. Best drinking years, is she? Oh, in her best drinking years. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Chloe, was there anything that happened that was maybe a little bit silly that uh, that might be something something funny to to add to the podcast? Um, It was, I just, I'm laughing thinking about it. Um, so before the game, Taryn's telling us, go out and play with joy, be joyful. And she goes, you know what? Someone might slip and someone probably will and fall flat on their face. Um, no player fell flat on their face. <laughs> As Taryn was trying to reach for a ball that was going past our dugout, she went to get a hand on it in true goalkeeper style and slipped straight onto her face into the mud. But to her credit, just within a few milliseconds, was back on her feet saying, it's all right, good, good, and tried to play it off. I think everyone on the pitch was laughing was this while the game was being played or did everyone stop and go are you okay or this was in the second half um I think I don't know if anyone asked you if you're okay Taryn I think we're too busy laughing (laughs) yeah so the ball went out of play it was 10-15 minutes to go you know I'm trying to get everyone to to rush and to you know I just slipped and fell flat on my face. And the ref goes, you should have been wearing boots. I was like, mate, I'd love to be wearing boots. Right? Like, leave me alone. Uh, In my converse. I was going to say, did you feel like you were back playing when you slipped? Do you know what? I am taking a massive W out of this incident because I got back on my feet within milliseconds and did not have a single pot symptom. So I'm healthy. I'm taking that as an indication. Maybe I will put my boots back on. You know what? If I can get up and down without a single pot symptom, maybe I'm ready to go. Yeah. Uh, look, I, not quite. <laughs> Closer than ever before. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a W. It's, it was a sign from the universe. Which, go on. 100%. But just to add about up and down, um. There was another there was another little slip or I don't know if it was intentional or if it was a trip. I'm not entirely sure. Um Loz will probably have a, a verb to describe how she'd like to look in this, but um chasing down their key striker who could turn on a dime. She was I I haven't seen someone that fast like that for a long time. Anyway, Loz is chasing her down and trip slip um 
intentional, who knows, um, is suddenly on the ground, but then has the ball between her legs and her feet and does a break dance on the ground with the ball away from the player and then kicks it away. And it saved a potential goal, but it was awesome. And thank you, Loz, because I didn't want to make another one-on-one save from her. <laughs> Breakdancing Loz. <laughs> I wish we had captured this, actually. I would have loved to have seen it. It was it was very, very funny. Uh, we should mention as well the goal was a stunning goal. Uh, I don't recall who got the assist, Chloe. I'm not sure. I'm sorry, everyone. I don't really pay attention to that. I don't remember who got the assist because it all happened so fast. Uh, someone got the assist. I'm not. I'm not going to name names because I might be completely wrong, and I, I don't want to be wrong. But uh, a, a centre back stepped forward. Um, someone did a little pass in behind, and Peter, doing a diagonal run, um, came in behind and scored just a just a stunning goal on the back of some really nice triangular build-up play um that made it one all and at that point we really really were on top we really were beginning to play football um Lance goes down everyone goes oh my god Lance our hero we love you how will we ever cope again um she is our captain uh that's that's not being dramatic it's <laughs> not actually far away from from people's thought process um sorry Lance hope you're well love you um <laughs> um you know, concede again and then just couldn't couldn't get back. But there was a number of occasions where uh similar plays happened. Jade missed one. Again, it was it was very similar. Um uh yeah, Pete Pete had a couple and it was just, you know, shaved the outside of the post or you know, uh on another day, um we, we score a few more, but uh that is okay. That is football and we move. Any last thoughts? Nope, nope. It was just a cold, wet day in Clifton Hill. The traditional rivalry. Mm. Clifton Hill. Let's get them next time. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll get them next time. Get them home. <laughs> well, not too far away in time or distance. The State Threes played Elfington at one thirty p.m. Uh, unfortunately, another loss, but getting closer and closer every single week. Rocket, take us through the result. Uh, so we lost 3-0, but actually our first half was, well, we were, I think we were a better team for most of the game. Like we, I think um, we didn't get a goal scored against us in the first half, Um we would like string passes together. We just couldn't get up to the goal. And um, in the second half, it started raining. I don't know if it was late in the second half and the ground just, it was really muddy and it was really heavy. So I, I feel like that affected us a little bit as in we just, we just like it was hard to move by the end of the game. Um, any thoughts, Dutchie? Like you, 
Yeah, no, I think you've you've covered, like, I think we were the better team. And I think one of the things that was really nice to see is how many times we beat them to the ball. Like, we were the more aggressive team. We won the ball, especially you did that a lot, Rocket, um, where you just won the ball off them and turned the ball around into our attacking half. Um, so that was really positive. But I agree, the mud and the wet pitch yeah. just killed us, didn't it? We just, you know, the ball was slow yeah. and I think... Even the first goal, was it the first goal that got scored that kind of just stopped and then like just yeah. sat there and then unfortunately someone kicked it in but there were about three players diving in trying to stop it and it was just mud everywhere. It was a bit of a disaster. I think we, we did have a few shots at goal, which I think was positive. We haven't had that necessarily before. I think Anna had a shot. I think Keely had a shot, maybe M. Like, you know, maybe some of them were maybe a bit far out, but I think what we're doing yeah. is actually taking shots, which is one of the things we've been saying. If we're there and we've got no one to pass it to, just take a shot, you never know what can happen. So I think the yeah. fact that we're getting the ball up that high was um, a real positive as well. So lots of positives to come out of it. Yeah. And, Rocket, you were um, you got a bit fired up on the pitch, though. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Oh, yeah, I only got, I got fired up because in the second half, so I I don't think the team was that physical. There were a couple of girls that were physical and they didn't like if they got, you know, a little bit of a shove on the ball. But I, I did go off actually in the second half because like we were both going for the ball with another girl and I got a knee like, Somebody need me. She just need me. The ref doesn't call it. So I had a little shout at the ref and told him not very nicely. I said, what What the was that? <laughs> so, but um, other than that, like I, I think, you know, we all played really well. Just really, I think the last 10 minutes was we were, I feel like I got stuck in the ground, like in the mud because it was really hard, hard work to run it out at the end. I think, and we were exhausted just, you know, running yeah. as much as we did in mud, it just tired us out. And, yeah. Um, yeah, those last 10 minutes were pretty hard. I mean, I got there. Uh, I think just into the into the start of the second half um, via a few different stops along the way. Um, I went on a, a few trips up and down Victoria Road, but got there in the end um, to to some pretty torrential rain. Uh, mm -hmm. I saw a number of opportunities. I saw Dutchy nearly score from a volley from a corner, which was. Uh, Pretty impressive to see. If that had gone in, I would have lost my shit. I would have been so <laughs> excited. Like, you guys would not have seen me celebrate like that ever. And I feel like that might be my chance for the season. I don't get many and I feel like I wasted it. Anyway, I've been, you know, when you just play it in your head over and over, I'm like, damn, if that it was, had gone in, it would have been so good. It was very close. Yeah, and it was it was a fluke. It was a complete fluke, but I would have taken it. <laughs> The funniest thing about that for me, Dutchie, was all of us on the sideline were like, wow, Dutchie, what a shot. And you gave us nothing. You were I was so, so mad. I was so <laughs> disappointed. And I was I was disappointed the whole game because we should have beaten them. Like we were a better team. And I just, 
I don't know. You, I kind of knew early on that, like, ah, oh, we we could do something here. And then at halftime, it was you know nil all. And I'm like, oh, imagine, you know, imagine if we got a goal. And we were already down three nil, I think, at that time. But it still would have been exciting. And I was just like, bloody hell, nothing's going our way today. And even that, I'm just like, I'm so annoyed. I couldn't smile. I couldn't cheer because I'd missed. I want the goal. I'm hungry. That's you good. You can be hungry and score next week. Well, for anyone to score, I am hungry for our team to score. I'll be so excited. Sorry. Question for you, Dutchie. If you scored because of how muddy it was and wet, would you have slid like belly flopped? Well, yeah. I actually thought about this last night because there would be, because I'd be so, I never score, right? I never score. I'd be so excited. And I'm like, I was trying to work out what my brain would have done and what I would have hoped it would have done. I think my brain in the moment would have said, yeah, go for the big belly slide. And I would have done that. But I think I would have preferred to take my shirt off and do the big swing and get the yellow card for it. Because that would have been like fun as well. Because I never score. (laughs) It never happened. It never happened. So we'll just have to wait and see if I ever score again. I have to say, as someone who's played uh, Yoko's my whole life, and Chloe, I'm sure you can attest to this, I have dreams of, like, scoring a late winner from a corner or something like that. And I I would lie there and think about the way that I would celebrate if I did that. (laughs) And I'd be like, yeah, like, would the shirt be coming off? Like, what, you know, like, what do you even do in that situation? Like, would I I attempt a cartwheel? I don't know. You know, when you run across the field, <laughs> Well, my, my partner said when I got home, he's like, did you think about doing a backflip? And I'm like, no, because I know I cannot do a backflip. <laughs> I'd probably break my neck if I tried to do that. Uh, all right, settle down, Sam Kerr. <laughs> we can all dream. Of, have you ever thought about the way you'd celebrate, Chloe? Well, Have you ever scored, firstly? In a, in a competitive full field game, never. Well, actually, club level, no. School level, yes, when we were winning 27-0. Wow. In similar conditions as the weekend. I'll never forget that game. But I literally, you know how there's, you know when they say like free kick or like penalty and you wonder, oh, who's going to take that? I did. It does cross my mind sometimes of like, can I have a go, guys? But then I always think, oh, it's really hard if you missed. <laughs> and you, know you have what? to run back to your position quickly. Oh, yes. <laughs> if, if there's like 30 seconds to go and the result is not in jeopardy and we have a direct free kick let's or a penalty. It. Yes. Let's do it. Let's We've do got to it. make this happen. Yeah. yeah sure. See that the penalty is a tough one because that's a lot of pressure. Like if you miss, you know the ball is just going down the other end immediately. Uh, exactly, and we we know the mind games, Taryn. Yeah, and we do. I would just have the mind games about the mind games of <laughs> oh, I know what this feels like, but the other side. So yeah, I'm not sure how I'd go. I need everyone listening to this podcast right now to Google Casey Dumont. Elimination final, uh, Melbourne victory, Melbourne City. She is Melbourne victory's goalkeeper. Uh, the game went to penalties. She, I'll, I'll spoil it for you, but you have to watch because of the way that she did it. She took 
the first penalty for her team didn't break stride. So she took it, didn't break stride, just walked into the net and then saves the opposition's first penalty, <laughs> like without breaking stride. It was the coolest thing you've ever seen. So go, go watch that. That's, that's what I dream of. And if I ever do do that, uh, I will take, run around. I'm not going to take my shirt off. I'm not guaranteeing <laughs> that. But Chloe, you've got to think of a you've got to think of a celebration that's going to happen. I'll have to think. I I think it would be. I think I would just be too stunned, and I would just be standing there with my jaw hitting the ground, and I would just like have my arms outstretched, being like, <laughs> like golf balls. Yeah, because it would yeah. just be amazing. When the result is in jeopardy, though, uh, Kayla has taken first spot after her direct <laughs> free kick the other week. So, uh, mm, yeah, that's uh, right. that's going to take a while to rest. I know away. I'm eleventh in line. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Well, we'll move on from the game recaps and we'll go straight into our trivia, Dutchy. Can you give us a rolling count of where we're at with the trivia yes, at the moment? I can. So Charon, State 2 and State 3 are all on 5. Myself and the guests are on 3. Mm, you've got to up your game, Dutchie. I know. So we mm. don't have a guest very often. I need to do better than they do. <laughs> well, I'll go first. Why not? You know, mix it up. Mix it up. So on Thursday night is the Julie Dolan uh, a medal award ceremony uh, for the A-League. So the Julie Dolan medal is the best player in the A-League women's for the season. Who won the Julie Dolan medal last season? Rocket, we're going to go with you first because I don't think you have a clue. <laughs> um, no idea. Could I take a guess? And I think did um Kat Gorry play for Brisbane last she, season? She did play. Yep, yep, yep. She get it, but I don't think she did. But okay. I'll, I'll say her. All right. Kat. Katrina Gorry. All righty. Chloe? This is a really hard question. Um, my following of A-League women has declined immensely over the last couple of seasons. I um, feel like I'd be safe to choose someone from Sydney. I'm looking at your face, Taryn, hoping that maybe I'll get something here. Um, it's about, this is the best player, isn't it? Yeah, best player in the, in the league. Yeah. Oh... What was the captain's name? I actually don't know. She's blonde, isn't she? Uh, Nat Tobin is the captain of Sydney FC, but probably not who you're thinking of. Are you no. thinking of Courtney Vine? No, not Courtney Vine. Is it Remy Simpson? Yes. Are yeah, that's that's a blonde player for Sydney. <laughs> Let's go with her. All right, great. Remy Simpson, Dutchie. I've got no idea either, so I'm going to go Courtney Vine. Even though you said it just then, so I'm like, well, it can't be Courtney because you wouldn't have given that hint. Well, it might be. Like, well, you know, I was going with blonde Sydney FC players. Uh, 
You are all wrong, though. Uh, it is a blonde player uh, from Adelaide. Fiona Wirtz won the Julie Dolan medal <laughs> last year. She scored 14 goals in 14 games uh, and then had a bit of a stinker of a season this time around. So yeah. did not back it up, although probably for very good reasons. I, I don't know her life. so Yeah, I'm sure there were reasons. There were most likely reasons. She's also English. So oh. there you go. And she's 27. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Some fun facts about yeah. Fiona Wurtz. <laughs> All righty. So zero points from that question. Dutchie, what's, what's yours? Okay. Well, my question is about an event that happened yesterday on the field where probably most games this season we end up disputing with the referee about the goal kick rule. Um, and it changed a few years ago. And there was some words exchanged yesterday uh, with the ref and he got quite annoyed and was adamant that he was correct. And even the lines person got involved in it and was quite adamant that they were correct on the rule. Um, So basically with the goal kick, the opponent must be outside of the the big box. Um, Is that the 16-yard box? 18-yard um, box, yeah. 18-yard box. Oh, my God, how embarrassing. Can you edit that out? <laughs> <laughs> it's a six-yard box and the 18-yard box, isn't it? I panicked in that moment because I'm like, oh, crap, I'm going to get this wrong. Um, and basically the ball must be stationary and is kicked from any point within the goal area by a player of the defending team. The ball is in play when it was kicked, when it is kicked and clearly moved. So we've been arguing that the ball, basically the opponents can't run into the box until a teammate has received the ball in the box. Um, And this was our argument with the ref. And we've actually convinced a few refs during the season that this is, in fact, the rule, and they've changed the rule during the game so we can get away with it. Anyway, we didn't yesterday, and I was so fired up. I'm like, I'm going to check the rule so that I can come back next week and I know the the rule and I can refer to it with the ref. Anyway, we're talking about the laws of football. What law number is the goal kick rule? There's so many rules I didn't know about. Um, each week I might bring another rule question just because this is about education. I was actually considering maybe putting something in place next season where before you can register as a senior player, you need to do the laws of the game course. It takes like a couple hours online. I've done it. It's not like your full referee course. It's like a, a intro course. It takes, yeah, like an hour or two. I think it would be good. Uh, I've done it, but I still I don't recall what number law things are. So this is this is going to be a guess. <laughs> I'm going to guess with uh, seven. I'll go eleven. Um, can I ask how many laws of the game are there? Like I don't even know. Um, I don't really know. Taryn, do you know how many laws of the game there are? I think it's eighteen. Yeah. Some are much more extensive than others. It's kind of a trick. Okay, so maybe I'd say it's close to the top of the, like in the first few, so maybe three. You're all incorrect. It's law number 16. So Chloe was closest. Did you say 11? Yes. Do we want to give it to Chloe? Because we're saying no one got it. Okay, cool. Well done, Chloe. Dutchie, was this the, t- the was this the point of the game at half t- at half time where the ref has said to Nia after I think some heated talking where he said to her if you've got a phone go and Google it 
that might have been what that was in reference to. There's been a, a bit of chat on the uh, the team WhatsApp overnight where I kind of said, hey, guys, I've checked it. I think we might be wrong in our interpretation, but can someone else just double-check my work because I could be wrong? And uh, I think we've realised that we're, uh, we've, we've been able to convince a few refs, which is what we're proud of now, that we, uh, we might just play by it. I checked it out to see as well and... I was like, yeah, what are, what I'm reading doesn't say what we've been telling the refs. <laughs> Do you know what, guys? True humility is admitting when you're wrong. Yep. And learning from it. Oh, we blame someone for it, though. <laughs> Who did you blame? We blame Paul. Because <laughs> <laughs> we reckon he told us. He was one that told us that that's the way the rule was. Mm, Paul. I knew Paul. it was him. Even yep. when it's not him, it was him. Yep. <laughs> All right, Rocket. What's your question? What's my question? Um, mine is a Katrina Gorry related question because she's my favourite Matilda at the moment. And um, my question is um, what country does she play in now and what's her team's name? Is that a two-part question? Mm. Yes. Taryn's going to know this one. I reckon I know the first part of the question. I don't know the second part. But I'd, have, I'd make up a word. A name of the <laughs> child, I reckon. Yeah, I don't know if I can, I don't know if, I don't know if I can name the team, but I know the country. I feel like I barely know the continent. <laughs> <laughs> Surely you could get there. Well, you could have a go at the continent. continent. Europe. It's in Europe. Beyond that, is she playing in Sweden? Close. Oh, okay. Check my um, answers. <laughs> That's as far Do as I, I go next, Taryn. Because yeah, you're you, go, like you go next. She's yeah. in Denmark, I believe. Is that correct? Oh, Taryn, you go. She's not in Denmark. I thought she was in Sweden. Oh. Although now I'm second guessing myself, she's definitely in a Scandi country. Isn't she with Cooney Cross? Maybe that's going to give it away. Don't they play uh, in the same team? No, 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 no. So, so okay, they not. weren't in the same team. Okay, so but in Cooney the same Cross league. plays for um, a H team. Starts with H. Yeah. I reckon Katrina plays for an E. I'm going to say like Eindreich or something. Well, that sounds German actually. That sounds German. And <laughs> uh, I don't know E and something Scandinavian sounding. Oh, why am I second guessing myself? I was like, I was certain it was Sweden, and now I'm thinking maybe Norway. you're right. Maybe it is Sweden. Now I'm thinking Norway. For some reason, now I'm thinking. For some reason, my gut is like. There's a team in Norway that a lot of Australians go called SK, like Kvinna or something, Kvinna. Oh. And I don't know if I'm mixing that up with someone else. Oh, I'm very stressed where does, Pol- where does Polk's play? Uh, somewhere in Scandinavia as well. I think mm. she plays for a shit Sweden team. Right. So uh, Hammerby. Hammerby is the team that Cooney Cross plays for. That's a good Sweden team. Okay. Uh, Tegan Micah uh, plays for Rosengard, which were the Swedish champions. Yeah. Um, Nevin is now at Leicester. Nevin also played at Hammerby. Ooh. But then there's like crap Swedish teams. Like Remy Seamson played for a team that got relegated before she moved to Leicester. So there's 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 a hierarchy, right? Got it. Um, but I, 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 okay. My final answer is going to be Katrina Gray plays in Norway at Kvinna. 
SSK Kavina. That's going to be my final answer. All right. Has everyone guessed? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So Chloe gets half a point because it is Sweden. Oh, Ooh. what a guess. What a guess. But I, to, I don't know how to say the name, but it's like Vitzo or something. Oh, fuck, like of course she plays a Vitz. No. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> angry. You just dropped the F-bomb on the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> Want to try that again? That reaction? <laughs> Hang on. <clears throat> Who plays for Kavina? <laughs> Is that how you say I was, it? I was sure it was Denmark. I'm so annoyed at myself. No one plays for Kavina. They're all Norwegian. <laughs> Oh my god, wait. I just who did play for it was Fiona Wurtz. I absorbed that information into my brain. Oh my god, hilarious. Ah. (laughs) Okay, cool. All right, so Chloe took the points for that one. Yes, is that the guess? So, yeah, the guests are back on on five. We shouldn't have even helped her, we shouldn't have even let her guess a continent. (laughs) No, that's she's a state too. So it goes to state two. Oh, damn. Uh, I am more wound up right now than I was on Sunday afternoon. Ease up, ease up. I'm (laughs) (laughs) sorry. (laughs) This has hurt me. I I feel like I'm failing in my professional life. It, it actually makes me very happy to see you get one like this wrong. Katrina Gorry. Come on, Sharon. Who are I you? I know. And I thought it was Sweden. And then I second guessed myself because what's the word? Because I got subliminally messaged about Kavina <laughs> thanks to Fiona Words. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Chloe. <laughs> Finish yourself. What's your question? Well, I've been tossing ever since I've listened the last two years. I've been tossing between sort of two things in the Jetty's history. But from some conversations we've had lately, Taryn, about particularly it being female football week um, at the moment, just had a quick look before jumping on tonight at the current Yarra Jets football WhatsApp group. And from that group, my question is, how many of the current people in that group have played in a junior league at the Jets? It's a good question. I'm trying to think if anyone got culled. There were a few calls. At yeah, the but were they? Okay. Well, realistically, at the list, because I've written it down, there's one person who's on in the group who isn't playing as of yet, but everyone else is currently registered. Yeah, well, that's made it very easy for us then. Or maybe it hasn't actually before I jump to that conclusion. Okay, <laughs> give me a moment. Give me a moment.
<laughs> I think I think I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. Rocket, you ready? Yeah, I'll be ready at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I've got fourteen. Oh, I've got eleven. Yeah, I have eleven as well. I have thirteen. Controversially. <laughs> oh. Who's on my list? Yeah, yeah, go on. Annabelle. Yep. Ella and Ruby. Yep. Yeah. Gwyn and Luce. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh Jake. no. Mm-hmm. Junior. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot Junior. Claudia. Yep. Oh. Keely. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot her too. <laughs> <laughs> May. Mm-hmm. Scarlet, mm-hmm. Grace. I got Grace. You got Grace, good. And L, she played under 18s. What about you? Yeah, what about you? I only ever played senior women. Wow. So oh. I I forgot about Grace, but I had you and Candles, which is how I got 14. Oh no, Candles, Candles played juniors at Burundara. Oh, of course. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's how you met. You told me that. We had this conversation. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. So, Taryn, do you get that point because you were closest? I was very close. Super close. Yeah, I'm getting the point. I'm giving myself the point. Give me the point. Also, just point. side note, hope I didn't miss anyone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out tomorrow. They'll let us know. If you did play, if you did play juniors uh, and you weren't on that list, tell Chloe. Take it up with Chloe. Apologies. Mm. One of the funniest things to come out of the end of last season, this is complete side note, was uh, finding out that Ruby and Ella had been in our chat the entire year despite playing the 18s (laughs) and they just popped up and they were like, hey guys, we've been reading all the messages. So funny. (laughs) I love those two. It was very good. That was. And now, can I get a drum roll? Yeah, Chloe, Rocket, can I? Can you... <laughs> <laughs> it's time for everyone's favorite segment. It is Dutchie's scouting segment. Dutchie, time continues All to right. pass every Plus. week. It never stops. <laughs> it continues. What is time? Is there different planes? <laughs> oh, I almost had it, and then I saw Chloe out of the corner. I'm, like, I'm losing it. I'm lost. <laughs> uh, there are some scientists listening. Let us know what is time. Dutchie, <laughs> scouting segment. Let's go. All right. Well, state two. You've got Ashburton United, and that's uh, Sunday at three p.m. Now, Ashburton, I believe, were in your league last year. Um, they finished uh, one below the Jetties. They finished seventh last year. Um, this year, they're currently sitting in sixth position, again, one below where the Jetties are. Um, so, so far this year, they've had three wins. They've had three losses. They've got a goal difference of negative four. Um, they've lost to Melbourne Uni, Elwood and Dubton, and they've beaten Berwick, Noble Park and Barton United. Um, interestingly, they've conceded goals in every game. So they've never had a clean um, goal sheet. Is that what you call that? Clean sheet, yep. 
clean sheet. Okay. Um, they've only got one women's team. I think that was the same as last year. I don't know. How did you go against them last year, Taryn? Do you remember? Yes, we won the first game, but that was, we didn't play well. Grace bailed us out with a pair of free kicks, if I recall correctly. Uh, and I, I don't know how we went the second game, but I, I do remember playing them away in the game that Grace bailed us out because there are two grounds That's right. uh, at Dorothy Labor West Reserve. And uh, we got shafted to the crap one yeah. because yeah, we were angry. teenage boys needed to use the good one. That's ones. this team. Yeah, that's this team. That's well, Ashburton. Interestingly enough, on their socials, obviously it's been female football week, but there's been a lot of focus on the female, um, you know, the girls and the the women's teams. Um, what I did find out is the women's team has a new coach and a new assistant coach this year. Um, I don't look, I didn't recognize their names. They've only got five years of coaching experience each. So, you know, like whoopie doo. I think they've got C license, whatever. Whoopie doo. I think, Taryn, you'll be fine coming up against them. So don't be intimidated. Um, interestingly enough, they've just appointed a female um, Polish professional as their female program technical director. And this person's going to start in June. I Googled her name and like nothing, there was no Wikipedia page. It was just her normal Facebook and maybe LinkedIn. So I don't know how they've gotten her or how she's ended up coming to the club, but it looks like they're clearly putting a bit of money and a bit of attention into the female side of the game, which I think is great. Um, and as I said, they celebrated female football week. They did like a world cup and the women's team played against some of their junior female teams. So it was a lot of celebration going on and, equal posting between the women's teams and the men's teams, which is something I always like to see. Um, so that was kind of all I got from the socials, but I think it's definitely a winnable game for you guys, um, yeah. despite your injuries. But I think you should be going out there and giving that one a good crack. Yes. On to the State 3 game. We're playing Melbourne Victory Afghan women's team. Now I've never played an international team before, but here we go, state three. Let's uh, let let's give it a go. Um, it's three p.m. on Sunday. It's at the Ron Barassi Reserve in Docklands. Um, now the Afghan women's team's currently top of the ladder. They're undefeated. They've got a goal difference of twenty. The interesting thing is they beat Melbourne Uni three nil. They beat Malvern two nil, and they beat Elfington, who we played last week, seven one. Um, there's been a number of teams that actually scored a goal against them, but it's usually only one goal. So I don't know what happens on the pitch, but sometimes a goal goes in. So um, I think we should be trying that as well. <clears throat> now, they were in State League 4 last year. Um, they finished third in State League 4, um, and they've obviously moved up to State 3. I didn't really have to go too far on the socials because I think we, well, we should know quite a bit about this Afghan women's team. Um, they were brought to Australia on humanitarian grounds um, when Afghanistan or Kabul fell to the Taliban a couple of years ago. Um, and it was quite a big effort that was put together internationally to try and bring this women's team together in Australia. Um, you might even remember we tried to have a little practice match against them a few years ago. I think Heather coincidentally, I can't remember the story now, but was able to get in contact with them and she has kept in contact with some of the players. So there's a little bit of connection to the Jetties where we did try to get them to come and play for the Jetties, but unfortunately Melbourne Victory got them instead. Um, a few more resources. Just a, a few just more a few. resources. And it was interesting just looking at, you know, the the web, you know, Melbourne Victory webpage. They've got obviously 
these players are all on humanitarian visas. I, I think they might be. I haven't kind of followed it all politically, but I think they possibly are, which means they, you know, it's they don't get a lot of money. Um, they're good athletes. I'm sure they've had to go out and get jobs, but there's a lot of kind of financial support and ways that you can support and sponsor them as well, which I think is really cool. Um, their coach last year was Jeff Hopkins. Um, I don't know if he's still coaching them this year. No, but, no, he's not. But yeah, so because he's the, coaching, yeah, the Melbourne Victory women's coach. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would have been a little bit daunting if you came up against him, but kind of pretty funny as well. Um, Can yeah, I so just say, back in the day, he coached uh, in Gippsland at oh, the men's, men's national team for a there season you. or two. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, well, he, he's not coaching, but I think for the State 3, it's going to be a great opportunity to play against um, these women. I think we just should go out and enjoy it. I think they're going to be good. They're going to be classy, but um, obviously it's about playing sport, and I think that kind of brings that message home a bit about what they've been through. Um, and although we might be worried about playing them, I think it's just a really amazing opportunity that we get to, and they're, they're playing soccer in a safe place. And being supported financially, I think that's great. Dutchie, you and I had a little bit of this conversation uh, on on Sunday, um, and you know, not not to get too deep on the podcast, but it does hammer home. You know, sometimes you, you get the shits, and it's like, oh, we're not winning, and it's frustrating, and things aren't going your way. But what a privilege it is to be able to play um to be to be physically able to play to be in financially able to play uh to have facilities and parks built for us to be able to play uh you know it is something that we do need a constant reminder of and i think the game on sunday is is an absolute uh you know it puts things in perspective um when you you're you're playing a group of women who you know yeah literally had to flee their homes in order to play football and and, and and they were a target because they were female footballers that's yeah. why they had to play yeah yeah exactly exactly and you know can you imagine you know we 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 just get to rock up and and play and have our our petty grumbles um we've never had to worry about anything like that so it it does a hundred percent put things in into perspective and you know you're still allowed to have your grumble and your annoyance and your and your frustrations there's taking absolutely nothing away from that but um I think it is it is a healthy thing to do sometimes to to step back and to you know to to really remember that just to reflect and get a bit of perspective. I would still like to score a goal again, <laughs> so let's just uh, see if we can do that. Stay free. <laughs> Nonetheless, f them. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> we want to win. <laughs> Regardless, it'll be a really good ground to play on. Like where it's situated is right next to the water. Well, that'll be fun. Like I've never played at the Dockland. I'm just worried about what striker I'm going to come up against. But anyway, I'll worry about that on Sunday. (laughs) They can obviously score some goals. I'll play striker on Sunday, then I don't have to be in defence. <laughs> I want to try and run down one of the Afghan international women's players. See how I go. <laughs> oh dear. Alrighty. Well, we'll move on now to our final segment, and that is our moments of the week. Jetty's related. 
Rocket, you go first. What was your moment of the week? Um, I don't know. I will have to think about it and you might have to come back to me. Can you come back to me as well? I've got to quickly think about that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chloe. <laughs> Chloe, what's your moment of the week? My moment of the week, I'm trying to think of something that hasn't been covered over the um, over the podcast so far. Um, oh, this has been a whole weekend of soccer. What am I even, why do I even have to think about this? It was a very busy weekend in the Jets calendar um, with our Taskmaster event. So, Sam, I'd just like to wholeheartedly thank you for your dedication. I don't know how much time you spent on that, but definitely a long time. And thank you to all the people who helped her out to um, get it up and running. But I think it was just really good in a non-soccer, we're going to play a game sort of environment to get to know a few more people and have a bit of a giggle and see the um, the hilarity that unfolded and the competitiveness. Um, I'd say the highlight in particular was seeing the lengths that some players went to win. So um, one of the... One of the challenges was moving the moving a whole lot of like one bucket of water to another bucket <laughs> with holes in cups and a sieve and with a tea towel. It's always fabulous when you see a team so dedicated with a shot glass, just <laughs> taking shots of water and then walking over to the other bucket and spitting it out. <laughs> I th- I think my face was like, whoa, you guys can win it. I, I'm not game. Are we going to name names, Chloe? No, I won't name names, um, a.k.a. Green Team. Uh, but I won't <laughs> name names, but wow. And I think um, a, little, a little young Jet um, who was there doing his Saturday morning min- or afternoon mini ruse was like, what is happening? Just watch <laughs> the hilarity unfolds. So that was my moment of the week. Rocket, what was your moment of the week? Uh, um, now I remember my moment of the week will have to be the earthquake last night. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I thought I thought someone was trying to break into my house and then I realised that no... <gasps> No, I think we had an earthquake. So <laughs> I quickly logged onto Facebook to check if anybody wrote anything and no one wrote anything straight away. So then I quickly downloaded an earthquake app to see if it would tell me if there had been an earthquake. And then that doesn't work instantly, but I went back on Facebook and, yeah, I saw people um, saying, yep, did everybody feel that? And then my earthquake app pinged and said that there was an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just gone to the Jetty's chat just to check in, the community. <laughs> sure someone would have uh, confirmed. Yeah. Dutchie, what was your moment of the week? Um, look, I... Hearing what Chloe said, yeah, the Taskmaster Day was fantastic and hilariously funny and just great for team building. 
Um, but just to choose a different one, just at the game, I always love a bit of passion um, and seeing Rocket fire up and M fire up. I thought one of them was going to get a card at some point, and, um, but they didn't, which was lucky. And I think Nia got told that she was a bit yappy. And uh, I just thought, I just thought that was great. You're you're a bit yappy, aren't you? <laughs> the ref wasn't a big fan of us. Well, he was. He was actually fine. He was actually quite a good ref. But um, yeah, we we got a bit passionate and a bit fired up at times, and I think that just showed how much we wanted to win. But I always, uh, I think it's always a bit funny to see that when people get emotional. And maybe I shouldn't laugh, but I do. That was my highlight. <laughs> ah, you always laugh in the moment. It's like the worst thing ever. And then yeah. well, I'm not the person. I'm sure Rocket wasn't feeling great and I was just laughing at her. Yeah. It's it's the same thing as when you fall face first into the mud. Like it's not funny <laughs> at the time and then a little bit after it becomes funny. So it's okay. I just think as well, we always like take the piss out of Rocket and say she fires up. She actually doesn't do it very often. And when she does, it's always like one game a season, but when she does, it's like, oh, this is brilliant. <laughs> that was it yesterday, Rocket. Yeah, I've been good. I've been good so far this yeah, season. You don't, you've so been fine. It was my Yeah, <laughs> you got need, so it was fine. <laughs> my moment is it's a little bit mean to someone on our team. Oh. Um, but uh in a in a funny way. So on our on our touchline, um, so uh, Scarlett was playing left back and it was, she was right in front of us on the bench and the opposition player had the ball um, and sort of had her back to Scarlett, right? The opposition player back heeled nutmeg Scarlett right in front of us <laughs> and runs away with the ball. Now, Scarlett's a fantastic young player. Fantastic young player. Cannot speak highly enough about Scarlett. What made this hilarious was the fact that it was was me, I think Gwen and Luce were both on the bench, and Lance as well. All of us in unison lost our minds. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I cannot... Like put into words how smooth this back heel nutmeg was. Like it was. Surely she was just lucky. Partly, I mean, it was a good bit of skill. It was a bit of luck yeah, okay. as well, and it didn't go anywhere. Like that yeah. also, yeah. you know, made it funny. Like the ball went out like a few <laughs> meters later, but it was just, it was perfection. It was hilarious, and everyone around was just losing their minds. And oh my god, so, um, that was very funny. So I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate that, um, but I will say to add on to uh, what you were saying, Dutchie, we do have two teams of people that do not give up, like that do not give up, and that's really cool. It's cool. It's a good attitude to have. We take it seriously. This game. Yeah, very seriously. There's nothing more serious when we're on that picture. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes this week's podcast thank you for listening you can follow the podcast on social media at yarra jets pod on twitter you can follow the instagram at yarra jets wfc to see some of sam's finest work also some remnants of the taskmaster event i was tagged in some really suspicious weird things well they wanted you to post it on yours 
uh, on yeah. your socials so they could get more follows. Not happening. Not happening. <laughs> uh, in one post, uh, Grace tagged me, my partner, uh, and a contestant in Drag Race, Tia Coffee. And I, I don't know why <laughs> Tia Coffee was tagged. Uh <laughs> Maybe Grace just had it was like at tea and 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 tea and coffee came. I don't know, um, but, but interesting. Uh, she was great on Drag Race. She was a great competitor. Anyway, <laughs> beside the point. Um, follow follow Yara Jets Pod on Twitter. Follow Yara Jets WFC on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter as well at Tyron Hedder. You can follow Dutchie on Twitter at Fiona Holland. Chloe, do you have any public social media? Sorry, I do not. I'm a teacher and I think some of my kids have already found it and tried to follow me. <laughs> this is it's the classic middle name trick of teachers. Every teacher I know has their middle name on, on socials. See, I don't have one, so it's really good. <laughs> just Chloe Hand. You could be... You could be Chloe Foot. <laughs> <laughs> I could be, but I don't want to be. <laughs> it's like close enough, you know. <laughs> I'll think of one. I'll give you one tomorrow night. All right, go for it. Good stuff. Rocket, do you have any public socials? Uh, I just have Insta, and uh, it is. I think it's. Paula Gemini, Paula underscore Gemini. I think, I don't know, I can't remember it to be honest. Everybody follow Rocket. (laughs) All right. So, nothing exciting happens on it though. (laughs) But you want more followers, obviously. Yeah. 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 Follow me. Follow me. (laughs) (laughs) Follow the Arrow Jets on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me. Follow Dutchie. Follow Rocket. And do not, under any circumstances, Follow Chloe, especially if you're one of her students, because it's weird. And I know you think you're cool, but it's weird. Don't do it. <laughs> I thought I was really cool being 16 and finding my history teacher's face. <laughs> and it was not cool. In hindsight, it was not cool. It was not cool. It was weird. It was weird. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening i hope you are having a wonderful morning afternoon or evening and goodbye see you later bye Bye.